the Bit Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Bit Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For more information about Bit Friends, you can visit us at www.bitfriends.org. Bit Friends Podcast is now sponsored by My Vitiligo Team. Welcome to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So today is a very special podcast. I have Taurus with me and I have Roy. So welcome, fellas. How are you? Great. Great. Great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to have a great discussion today. Um, as many of our listeners know, or some that may not know, we just had World Vitiligo Day 2022 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, actually, Bloomington, Minnesota. Let me correct that. And uh, it was a, a great time, but we'll get into that at the end. So what we want to do first, let's talk a little bit about our vitiligo journeys. Um, as much as we want to share uh, that we feel comfortable sharing with our listeners, because I really want our conversation to um help encourage other men to step forward to be able to share so um who wants to go first i'll go first okay awesome yeah thank you Roy. Uh, yeah i'm roy and i'm i'm here from uh, winnipeg canada um i've i'm 52 years old right now um and my vitiligal journey started about seven years ago um it, i just remember it being uh, a really stressful time in my life and also, um, I was also really busy. It wasn't all bad, but I just remember being busy a lot and really sleep deprived and um, feeling kind of really comfortable with myself. Um, but then I, I saw a picture of myself that was taken about two weeks before that. And I noticed these little white spots on my neck and some on my forehead. And I just thought that was really, really strange because I had never seen them. Um, except in that photo and they just started to spread like crazy and um, I kind of self-diagnosed myself but went to my dermatologist and uh, yeah he confirmed that it was vitiligo and um, and it, it was a really devastating time for me because I you know I having it on my face I mean there's nowhere to hide from it and um, and then I, I actually went to go see another doctor about something else and he's, he just looked at me and he just said yeah it sucks and and when he said it like that, I just said, yeah, it sucks. And but that's just that's just kind of life. But um, it took me. Um, I'm, I still struggle with it. And uh, I remember when I f first uh, was diagnosed with it, I, I thought that was that was going to be it for me. Like I just thought uh, there's no turning back. And I I thought um, I'm going to lose friends. I thought about quitting my job. I, I just kind of thought the worst um right. you know i thought i wouldn't get any like promotions and that i would get treated differently a lot um and i think um i i did get treated differently um i did get some stares i've learned that not all stares were bad though uh, right. because right. I, I um i remember once i was gonna say this at the at the conference by the way um, I do remember once uh, a woman, like an elderly woman, maybe in her 80s, would not stop staring at me. And then I gave her the dirty look. And then she came <laughs> back and she kept staring at me. And um, and then she just finally said, um, I have what you have. Oh, wow. But I, and I've never seen it on someone else before. And she had wow. developed it when she was a child. And she says, I'm totally depigmented now. Right. So she she apologized for staring. So I've I've kind of learned that not all stares are bad, right? And especially this weekend, I was staring a lot at at other people because I had <laughs> right. never been around so <laughs> many people with vitiligo before, yeah. Especially on their face, absolutely. And yeah, and it was it was mesmerizing, yeah. and um, so I apologized if anyone's listening <laughs> if I was staring at them, uh, but it wasn't a bad stare. Um, but, uh, getting back to my journey, it's, you know, I still struggle with it. And I think the part that I struggled with the most was kind of getting used to it. And then it kept spreading. So I, you know, at first I kind of like, I, I gave my, I got this haircut that kind of covered up my forehead, you know, but then it kept spreading and I just right. couldn't hide it. And I, um, I think, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people were saying we well, could just wear makeup, but, you know, being, 
someone who's never worn makeup before, it's not easy, you know. Right. And I, I, I did. I have a friend who's a makeup artist, and she got some makeup for me, and um, she showed me how to put it on and stuff. But I, I mean, it doesn't blend in, you know. Not like if you're a woman where you kind of put it all over the place, you know. You just right. can't do a spot here and there. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I still struggle with it. I've tried lots of different um, treatments and things. I know we'll get to that later, but. Um, yeah. So, but I, but uh, this past weekend was just, just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just walked out of there with my head up okay. high and I, um, I kind of took a bit of everyone that I met in me now. Um, Absolutely. yeah. So, so I guess that's where, that's where, where I'm at with my journey. That's awesome. And I'll do some follow up after TJ. Oh yeah. Um, that's, that, that's great, Roy. Um, I, I kind of had the same kind of similar situation, but uh, it started with me with uh, my journey with, with Vitiligo. I was uh, doing like a martial arts, full contact martial art called Krav Maga. And it's just a lot of punches and kicks and, and all sorts of things and, and flips and throwing, you know, being thrown to the ground and punching bags and stuff. And then uh, I just remember just all that damage that I was doing in my hands with the punching. Right rips on my knuckles so i used to get these little little white bruises well like scrapes of skin coming off of my knuckles and i noticed one time it just wasn't really healing so i didn't pay much attention to it i just went on and um it just started to spread so it, it started with my with my hands first and i just remember looking at it and i was knowing exactly what it was i was like i, I know what this is because i have an uncle in my family who was a older gentleman he was in his 80s when i was like six years old so he passed away you know like when i was in the second grade or something but i just remember his hands looks it looked exactly like my hands looked right now and i was like wow um didn't know what that was at, at that time when i saw it and then my mother and my my grandmother told me exactly what was going on um so it's it's kind of in my family so to speak, I, I my cousins, his 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 family line, which are who are my cousins now, uh, a couple of them have it, and uh, it's it's been kind of it's been kind of weird because I, I was I was engaged at the time, and it's my hands just started to accelerate a little bit, and then the the person I was engaged with just didn't want to be with me anymore, you know, on some you know just it, it, it was petty. It was just a petty situation. So at the time, so I just, I was like, man, what? A, I, I kind of threw myself to the wind then because you know diagnosis was, you know, dermatologist. It was it was bad. Right. He was just like you know just kind of demeaning. Made me go into an office and they shine a black light on me while I was didn't have clothes on. It was just, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, this doesn't seem like anything that I need to be part of. It, it seems like I felt like I was in the army or something, but. He was like, oh, well, you got vitiligo. I was like, you could could have saw that from my hands, man. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and so I, I, I really, that, that's also a nightmare story in itself. So I remember at the conference, you know, they mentioned tell a nightmare story from your uh, dermatologist from your right. early years. And that was one. And it, from that point, I was just like, man, this is, this is depressing. So I kind of went into a little bit of a depression. You know, it didn't, it wasn't in my face like it is now, um, but it's, it's still, I, I just knew um, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that I normally would do because of people would look at me, or look at my hands or just, just, you know, and I love to talk with my hands. I love, right. I'm a speaker that does this a lot, you know, just, but I went on and, and, and it just, it's, it's been a little rough, but meeting my wife was the best thing for me. It kind of brought me out of that because she has vitiligo over 99% of her body. And, you know, it's, it's spread. And when she met me, she was like, oh yeah, vitiligo just like me and just grabbing my hands and everything. So I'm, from that point, I was just done. But uh, it kind of helped me because she, she had it from birth uh, since she was a little girl, basically. And um, it didn't affect me until like I was well in my 40s. Um, 
and she's guiding me through it and was basically saying when, when it gets to your face you're going to notice it and you're going to start feeling different about yourself because i've been kind of like not not so much as nonchalant but just like it is what it is now i can live with it but once i started to get it underneath my eye and my nose and in my mouth i'm just like wow this is this is turning into something that can really get me off kilter if i if i allow it but, I, I haven't been letting it like bother me as much lately. It's just, it, it's, it's a thing and, and it's kind of how I look at it. It doesn't, it, it, I, the outer shell, maybe you can see, but I know the type of person I am. I know the individual that I am and I still know what I can bring to the table. I always say that about myself. I always believe in myself as well. And, and this is, it's been a journey. Everyone has their journeys and, and, this is this has been mine, but like you said, World Bill Day was just amazing seeing everybody there and just talking to the people there and they're hearing their stories and, and crying with them and, and hugging them. It, 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 man, it was amazing. And it just made me feel like I'm part of something, you know? It's, right. a, it's a brotherhood and sisters, it's a family. We're all cousins. And, and we have to have to continue to build that way because we we can't make it by ourselves in this thing. You need absolutely. somebody sometimes, so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, wow. Uh, I guess I'll share my journey in a few minutes. Now, I want to say something, uh, piggyback on something Rory said about the lady who was staring. You know, we all feel like we're in this world by ourselves, you know, and it's unfortunate, though, like this vitiligo world feels really small mm -hmm. until you run into somebody else with vitiligo. Then you feel like, oh, there's somebody else like me that looks like mm -hmm. me that has the same, you know, condition. Right. And, you know, we'll get to World Vitiligo Day 2022 later because all three of us were new. That was the first time for all three of us. And we'll kind of share a little more details on that experience. Um, for myself, I probably had it the longest, but I've had the less spread with my vitiligo, at least on my face. Um, of all, you know, listeners know I have it around my mouth. I have facial hair that I can cover it. Um, but my hands, arms, you know, torso, lower part of my body, legs, feet, you know, feet. Oh, my gosh. It's all all discolored, you know. And I also have what's called, they, they mentioned a confetti that are like a weird, just like look like spots all over. Cool. So on top of just being, you know, I, I always say spotted all over. Now I have the confetti spots. Um but I struggled as well. Um, I can't sit here and pretend, oh, it was always good, my vitiligo. No, I have had my challenges. I didn't, times I didn't want to look at my body in the mirror, stop going to the pool, stop going to the beach, didn't want to take, ever take off my shirt, didn't want to wear shorts, um, always hiding my legs. And, you know, even, you know, like in the breakup room, we've had conversations about intimate settings that was challenging because I did not want to be seen, you know, lights off, everybody's great. Lights on, I'm hiding, you know, and, you know, it was just, just a struggle. Um, now I've heard people say suffering from vitiligo and I, and I've corrected that for some people. We suffer from the depression, the anxiety, the things that come with vitiligo, but for vitiligo itself, it is a struggle to manage. Um, even now, you know, as confident as I am now, I still have my moments where I go, am I going to wear those shorts? Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, or when you go to shake somebody's hand, I'm hesitant because I don't know how they feel. Right. Especially when I catch their eyes, look at my hand, they're like, you know, what's wrong with him? So, you know, I, I've come a long ways on my journey, but I didn't accept it until 2019. Um, that's when I decided I'm going to live my life and vitiligo has to live with me. Hence why I call my show Living Life and Love. The love part is the relationship aspect of it. You know, when I hear about TJ and Michelle's story, you know, I feel like there's hope for all of us. You know, those of us who are looking for love and relationships, you know, there's hope. Because when I look at couples like you, TJ and Michelle, then I look at um, Richard and Patricia, then look at Valerie and Roy, you know, all these couples and I'm like, there's love out there. And no matter what we look like, to ourselves and to the world, there's somebody out there who's going to love you for you. Yeah. And so that's why I call this whole living life for love. And, um, but it starts with us accepting who we are. Right. Not to say we have to like the vitiligo. I'm going to put that out there. I don't like having vitiligo, but right. I love who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. um, 
If there was a cure to reverse this, yes, I would love to. But what I keep hearing is I've had it for so many years, it might not work for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But at least at least I know there's treatments out there that's going to work for somebody. Right. It may not be for me, but it's going to work for somebody out there. Um, so, but just, just going on my journey, I, I, I can't say I've come a long ways um, in just advocating for people with vitiligo. Um, sometimes having those hard conversations that may not be necessarily positive in our community or well accepted. I can't say positive, but well accepted, such as not having to love vitiligo, but loving myself, you know, um, and just admitting it's okay to be frustrated sometimes. It's okay to have those emotions, especially for men. You know, I know we don't like to show emotions a lot, especially to others. You know, we might we might show them behind closed doors and feel a certain way. But as soon as we open that door to the real world, mm-hmm. I feel like some of us, we're like, yeah, I'm tough. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then you get in your car. It's like, what just happened? You know, yeah. We I think we, we have those moments, but <laughs> I really want to encourage us to be able to share our stories. And that's why I'm having you guys on. So we can talk so the world can know that men have emotions too. Men have feelings too. We go through things. We go through that depression, anxiety, insecurities, low self-esteem. You know, um, we go through those challenges, but I also want our brothers out there to know we have people out there you can talk to. You know, um, you're not in this by yourself. Like Michael Jackson's song, you are not alone. You're not. You know, I mean, that song, when I think about it, it's really deep. I know it's a love song, but it's also, I feel like a love song to us to tell other people Right. You're not you're not by yourself, you know, not at no. all. So I want to jump into something. Treatments. I know we all have had different experiences and varied experiences with treatments. I only did one treatment. That was the topical cream. And afterwards it didn't work. Fast forward, because that was back in the nineties. Um, so fast forward to twenty twenty-two, I kind of got an aha moment after talking to many doctors and uh, clinicians and researchers, they say, hey, when we do clinical trials, we want it for the face. That's what we want to treat. So for me, it was a wake-up call that, oh, so back then I bought that cream that wasn't going to work on my hands and feet anyway. It was going to work only for my face, but I, I was still given that by a doctor. Mm-hmm. To me, it was a dermatologist. To me, it was like giving false hope. And I'm hoping, just my thoughts, and then I'm going to ask you guys, my thoughts that whatever treatments are out there now, my hope is that it will cure or treat any part of the body, not just the face, because some people struggle in other areas. Um, I did gain a little more knowledge by attending uh, Skin of Color Society's dermatologist, dermatology, blah, 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 summit they had, um, that there are some treatments out there that will help in on the legs, the genital areas, and other places. Um, talk to, doc- to Dr. Huang from um, California, and I'll, I'll put that podcast up sometime this week too. He stated there are some treatments that are they they're getting positive results, um, and I think as tech, technology is changing, so are the treatments. And hopefully one day we'll get that cure for somebody out there who needs it. Right. Um, but I'm just at a point I probably would not seek any more treatment. You know, right now, not to say I'm completely against it, but right now I'm just not going to seek any. Right. Um, Anybody want to share their experiences with treatments? Well, I just like to say I probably haven't had I haven't had any treatment, and that's the okay. thing. Once it it's I'm fairly new with it. It's it happened to me around 2014, 20, 2013. So uh, I was just like, well, I'm not gonna even try to after that bad experience with the dermatologist, man. I right. I, I was like, I, I don't want to do anything else, um, but. Uh, really what this conference has done is in basically talking to some of the doctors when we were in Minnesota. Um, and also some of the people who've been taking like the topical treatments, uh, the, right. the young lady from St. Martin, um, I think her name was Shanice. Shanice, yes. She mentioned she started taking the topical treatments and her uh, color is starting to come back. So I'm kind of like interested now. Maybe I should try to look into it because I, I, I bad stories from like my my wife when she was younger 
um, the, with the, the lights and the things of that nature and how it would burn her skin. Um, it kind of threw me off to treatments all the time. I just wanted to do it and, and the bad experiences. And I was like, man, I, I'm, all, I'm already skeptical by nature. You know? right. this, this is getting me to the point of paranoia. So, I, But this weekend was great. It was it, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to it. So I, now I'm willing to look into it. Right. Okay. Okay. Rory, I know you. I think yeah. you've had the most experience with various treatments. Can you share some of that? With oh, us? yeah. Um, so I was already getting like I had eczema on my face, so I was already going to UVB treatments and using Protopic on my face. And then I developed vitiligo and my dermatologist was stumped because he says, this is usually a treatment for vitiligo. And at that point I decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore because I thought, well, if what I'm doing is might be causing vitiligo or I don't know, I'm going to be one of those people that's going to try something else, try to change my diet. I'm going to try to figure this out on my own. I'm going to go online. I'm going to go on Facebook. I joined all these vitiligo groups and then I think that I think some of it just made it worse. You know, somebody would say, oh, you know, you should try, uh, you know, a dairy free diet or, you know, I, you know, or um, Joe Rogan only uses, you know, he went on this carnivore diet and I was jumping around and I think that actually did things worse for my body and it maybe made it spread. It was too much of a shock. And then, you know, and then I go through, you know, somebody would say like, you should cut out, um, alcohol and this and that and i tried it and then and then it wouldn't last and you know and uh, i I just so i and then i ended up going um back to uvb because i thought you know this maybe will help but then you know it did make my my pigmented skin a lot darker and the contrast was even more and uh, you're right i got some burning and um and i did that for another like three years and i don't think i noticed a huge difference maybe slightly but it wasn't enough to at that point to justify doing it right. um but i did try uh, you know i've tried this organic stuff i i admit i was a sucker for a lot of products out there uh, a lot of um you know different types of supplements and then uh i i'm like you mark uh if if I knew that some treatment would really help me, I wouldn't be afraid to try it. Um, but I uh, saying that I am in a drug trial right now, um, okay. but I haven't, to be honest, noticed that much of a difference either. And maybe I'm just getting a very low dosage. Uh, the placebo phase is over. Um, and, uh, and then one of the doctors at the conference was kind of surprised that I was still on that they were still running this trial part because it's a it's an oral, not topical. So I think maybe they ran out of participants or something, and they came to Canada wow. looking for someone to kind of finish this old drug trial. And right. I, I I kind of regret. I'm I'm glad I've gone through it, or I'm going through it. But with the results as it is, I kind of regret doing that to my body as well, um, because if I am taking something that's lowering my immune system, I actually did get COVID about two months ago, and it was. I took myself off of the the study at that point because it was just like I, I thought to myself, "What am I doing to myself?" Right. You know, I'm purposely lowering my immune system, and then I ended up with COVID, and it was really nasty. So, wow. Yeah. And, and you know what's unfortunate though with our community, and, and I think all of us have been guilty of this at some point. We 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 get so desperate for something to work, we'll try anything. Um, I had someone, and I'm not going to call them out, but I had someone tell me, you know, vitiligo is nothing but a fungus, so try some head and shoulder. And and my silly self at the time, I was like, I'm willing to try it, you know, and I'm putting head and shoulder on my skin, and I'm thinking my skin just feels good, but, you know, it's not doing anything for me. And I said, you know what, why? Why am I doing this? You know, I'm getting desperate for something, and I see on social media, everybody's got a miracle cure for vitiligo. Right. And I see people falling for it. And I've, I've actually commented on a few pages like, please don't fall for the miracle cure because there's no cure right now. There are treatments and a treatment is just to treat it temporarily, you know, until we hopefully can find a cure. I said, if somebody's promising you, oh, in my country or over here, there's this tree that you can lick the bark or something that'll help, you know, like we, we fall for anything and mm-hmm. without questioning. 
you know, I'm, now I want the question. And like I said, I'm going to upload that other um, discussion we had with, with um, Dr. Huang out of um, South, uh, South Carolina, out of California, because he answered a lot of questions I had, you know, even some natural remedies, not to cure it, but to slow vitiligo. Mm. And he threw out some things that have possibility, but there's nothing that's 100%. And one of the things we talked about was um, the, when people repigment, sometimes the repigmentation comes in darker than the natural skin. Right. So now you're dealing with three different shades, you know, so it, it, it's, and I think overall vitiligo is one of those conditions, diseases, as people, depends on what you, term you want to use, that's so mysterious, it's doing its own thing. As you're getting treatment, like you said, you feel like you're using, losing more pigmentation. Um, I used the cream. I felt like I lost more pigmentation on my hand using the cream. So it's hard to tell and it's hard to figure out. Uh, but I, I hear some people say, oh, change your diet. Try these vitamins. Try this. Try that. Well, try means it's a guess. I'll right. try it and I guarantee, you know. Yeah. And some people's bodies react differently to medication. So where what worked for one person may not work for the next person, you know? And I've heard some people that did the UVB treatment and accelerate, it accelerated their vitiligo spread. Wow. So there's no guarantee right now. You know, even yeah. with the, yeah, there's a new treatment coming on the market soon. I'm curious about it. I don't know how it's gonna work. I, I wanna know like what percentage of people did it treat? To what extent? If it's just on the face, okay, how many people repigmented and how well it will work on other parts of the body? Or is it just strictly for the face? So I have a lot of questions. Um, and at some point we'll get those questions answered. Um, let's talk a little bit about support communities and then we're gonna wrap up with World Vitiligo Day 2022. Um, TJ, let's start with you about your support community. You can plug it or just share the importance of having that community available for people, I think it's I think it's key. I think it's vital. Uh, just being able to to talk to people who are willing to help you um, are have the same are in the same situation as you with vitiligo, and uh, just are active. It's, it's important to have that group. Uh, it, it's the people. It's being able the, the the mental toll that vitiligo can can have on individuals. Right. It, it just it goes beyond anything and having somebody to talk to having somebody who can say hey i'm here um if we don't do anything but just go to the bowling alley or throw axes at a wall whatever it is whatever we can do let, let's just get away from it for a minute sometimes right. you have to get away from what's going on with you and um when that happens and you have a good day and you laugh and you joke and you say, ah, man, I kind of forget, forgot what was going on. It, right. it takes away from the, from the stress of thinking about, you know, you know, it's the winter time. I got to wear gloves or I got to, I got to put something on my head and make sure my skin is, is covered or, you know, make sure I'm not burning, you know, with, with the sun and make sure I got the right SPF on all of those things. So I think it's important. I, I, I've met some people today, well, being in part of the, the Baltimore uh, Vitiligo Friends Group and uh, co-president of that, um, a lot of times you, you know, make make friends via Facebook, over Facebook, and you never get opportunity to see them. So I got a chance to see some of those people this weekend. And now it's just like, hey, we stay in contact. It's like, what are you doing next week? We're going to try to do this. We're going to try to do that. It's like, good. You know, it's it's uplifting. And, it, and it's it's good to have somebody that's there for you. And uh, the, the people that we met, we're, we're going to stay in contact with them. And, and, and it's just being supportive of each other is it goes beyond anything. So I, I think it's it's key. It's better than any medicine that you can take. It's better than these topics. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You did. Having a good support group nails everything down. Absolutely. So. And, and Roy, your experience mm -hmm. with support groups or any information you want to share? You know, so where where I am, there is no like formal support group. Oh, Oddly enough, I like I was thinking that I have at least four people and like my as acquaintances that have vitiligo, and since I had it on my face, they've come up to me and they've shown it to me, 
it might be on their chest or like some girls would be like, oh, like when one of my friends is a former model and she showed me, yes, here's a picture of me when I don't wear makeup and things wow. like that. And um, but in terms of a, a group in my area, we don't have anything like that. Um, so uh, so I've joined, you know, I went on Facebook, I joined all these groups. And then after two years, it just got, got exhausting right. because, you know, the same conversations would come up over and over. Uh, you know, I, I need a cure. I'm devastated. And you try to support those people and people try to support you, but you don't know these people. You don't, you can't go back right. to follow up. And so that was very exhausting. And I found myself up at three o'clock in the morning, checking my Facebook, seeing what's new in these groups. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, so nothing in my area. Uh, I live in a kind of a smaller city. Um, but, um, now that, uh, you know, I've joined the Minnesota group and they were nice enough to let me in cause they knew I had no group here. <laughs> right. And, right. uh, you know, and so, and, uh, you know, I know you're going to get to the conference, but I feel like that's my support group now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Um, I, I kind of do support on two different fronts. Um, nationally I'm with Vit friends and, uh, I serve on their board. And I feel like we have a more, actually a global outreach. And um, the support I provide is through this podcast. And what's interesting through this podcast, I didn't realize the people I've connected with. Um, during the, during the uh, conference, I've had people come up to me and say, hey, hey, I listened to your show. Thank you for sharing this or thank you for doing this. And it makes me feel good because I don't know who I'm connected with. This is This is radio. So radio, you don't see anybody, but the, right. this podcast itself goes out to 37 countries. So wow. we do wow. have a large reach. And I've stayed in contact with a few, um, awesome. few of our few, few of the listeners. Um, one young lady in particular, um, Monica from the Czech Republic, she's out of Malta now. Um, I reached out to her one day and I was just like, hey, um, would you like to come on a podcast? And she was so excited. She left me like a whole bunch of voice messages. I listened to your podcast. I was just telling my boyfriend, you know, about I would like to be on the podcast. And then you call me, ask me, uh, send me a message asking if I could be on the podcast. So you don't know who's listening and you don't know how you're connecting with people. Uh, but I feel like this, the conversations we're having are very important because we're still reaching people. It may not be a support group, but it's support information going out. Um, then I'm also uh, one of the leaders for the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Community, myself and Katrina Christian. So we provide support for the entire state of North Carolina. And um, there's also Terrell Midget, who's with us, who also provides support uh, for our North Carolina community. So, um, but to me, I avoided support communities for the longest. I would run into Katrina. She'll give me a card. I'll take it. Thank you. Put it in my pocket. Never see it again. Mm -hmm. Run into her nephew. He'd give me a card. Take it. Mm -hmm. Put it in my pocket. Never see it again. And I'm trying to figure out how are they always finding me in the crowd of people <laughs> when I go to these festivals? Always finding me. Then until I decided I need a I need a support community. I need to talk to other people with vitiligo, mm -hmm. um, so I can feel better about myself and what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing. And it was the best decision I ever made. Um. And just even now, what's kind of interesting, and we'll get to World Vitiligo Day in a few minutes, you know, I started working uh, on the Vit Friends board and having meetings with GVF and never had a chance to meet anyone because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And finally, we had our summit in March. The men put together a summit in Atlanta. So I had a chance to meet uh, Sharon King from Liddy Ligo and, you know, um, some of the people out of Atlanta, just all these other people. I'm like, man, you're real. Like, you're real people. Because <laughs> it, it, it's different, you know, like looking on this yeah. little rectangle and seeing a person than seeing them in real life. Like the first time I met TJ was at the conference. Yeah. TJ and Michelle, met them at the conference. First time meeting Valerie, Barbara, Pat, you know, Alicia, all those people. First time meeting them was at the conference. And it was different because I'm like, you are you are a real life person. You're not just somebody I see in the screen that I'll never see. You know? Yeah, yeah. It it was so different, and I I feel like you said, Roy. The conference was our large support group. It was our large support community. You know, just to see the joy on everybody's face. And we're about to get into this conference. 
Um, I'm going to start it off, then I'll throw it to you guys, and then we'll wrap things up after that. Can I, can um, I just add something, though? Yes, yes, go um, ahead, go ahead. So I, I went through a phase where I, I was asking my doctor for anxiety meds, and she gave me some. Mm. I went through a CBT class, a CBT class, yeah, cognitive behavior therapy class. And, you know, you, you talk to people, you talk to counselors. Right. Until you meet somebody who knows what you're going through, that is the best. That's the best therapy. It has to be somebody who's going through what you're going through. Right. You can't ever, you know, no matter how much somebody says, I, I understand how you feel or, or I think I understand how you feel. Like, no, you don't. Really don't. You don't. You have no idea. Right. Yeah. Um, That's very important what you said, Roy. Uh, and I hope our listeners are taking that in. You can talk to a counselor. You can talk to anybody you, you want. But until somebody's walking that same walk on that same journey, they're not going to truly understand. We right. understand because we we have had those shared experiences of not wanting to be touched or feeling like you're an outsider in an inner circle or going somewhere and feel like it's just you. Or like you said, people staring at you or sometimes making off the wall comments, you know, and not really like realizing, hey, I'm a, I'm a human being, you know, talk to me like a person. Don't You don't have to sp- speak to me like like whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you, Roy. I mean, it's until you you can't you don't know what a person is going through until you walked in their shoes. And that's usually the case. I mean, it's that's why I say it's always good to have somebody that, that knows exactly what you're experiencing. It, it's it means the world. So I, kudos to you. I totally understand where you're coming from on that. Absolutely. And now, one thing I always say, though, with vitiligo. Whatever we were dealing with before vitiligo, whether we had some personal insecurities or some challenges in other areas, vitiligo enhances those things. And like for me, I've always had a bit of anxiety. I can get on the stage. I, when I was in college, I was doing step teams. I can get on the stage all I want. But if I walked off the stage into a crowd, I had to go. Yeah. Anxiety kick in. Too many people. And vitiligo made it worse, you know, to the point like I would go to Target, too many people, I had to leave. I had to put stuff back on the shelf and I bounce. And and I could just feel it like, oh, man, I'm getting overwhelmed. Even to this day, I still have that that same thing. Um, A couple of times I had to walk away during the conference. It was too many people. I needed to have that time to debrief by myself. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Let me go back downstairs now. Um, it, that's just me, you know, and all of us carry something with us that vitiligo enhances, you know, whether go ahead, yeah. CJ. Sorry. Yeah. The, the world is rough enough in itself. Right. And to get vitiligo on top of it. It's just like, man, now I got to deal with this. You know, it's right. bad enough dealing with traffic. It's bad enough dealing with mm-hmm. people who wish to want to crack you in the head. And you don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. It's, it's bad <laughs> enough. You're trying to pay your taxes. You're trying to get through life. You're trying to absolutely get your job trying to pay all these bills you have and now you have this so it is it never that, those things don't go away just because no, you have Eliga. not at all Still there. And, and, and let me say this too uh, let, let me put this out there to our listeners and to our vitiligo family just because you have vitiligo it does not make you a good person <laughs> let me let me put that out there i i, I understand we <laughs> want to treat our family as we are a monolith like we, we're something new on this planet Right. It's just our skin that's different. Our skin makes us feel different, look different, walk different. But if your heart is rotten, vitiligo doesn't change that. It doesn't make you a better person. For some people, it makes you a worse person. Let's be honest. But there are some people that become humble after getting vitiligo and and they do change their ways. So when I look at it, we're people, we're human beings, you know, we come with some good seeds and some bad seeds and some that walk the line, you know? So I, I just I, wanted to say that. <laughs> Go I, ahead, I went through that angry phase too, okay, um, too, especially when I first got it. And I've noticed other people online too. Some people would say, hey, my, uh, I've noticed these spots and some people would say, there's no cure, you know, or um, <laughs> it's going to spread and there's nothing you could do about it. You know, or, you know, and, and I, I became really angry as well. Yeah. And I, I remember being 
it sounds horrible, but I remember being angry at people who didn't have vitiligo on their face. Yep. Exactly. You know, and they would say, uh, you know, oh, I, I, I love my spots. And um, I, I used to think, well, you don't have it on your face. I'm glad you're speaking for yourself. I'm glad you like your right. spots. Yeah. I, I, if I wear makeup, I don't cover up my neck. I, I don't care about that. I, but on my face is, is different. But I, I remember being jealous of people and being angry and then getting angry at myself for feeling right. that way. Uh, to think that I sunk to this new <laughs> low where where I was feeling like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. We got to be careful, too, of how we address the community, how we address each other. Because, um, for instance, this slogan, it says vitiligo rocks. Yeah. For some people, they don't like that. Yeah. that vitiligo does not rock for them. Some people it does. And just me, some people love it. They don't want to get rid of that vitiligo. That's all they have is vitiligo. Vitiligo made me who I am. But there's some of us that I'm beyond vitiligo. Like I'm me, I'm Mark. There are things that I like about myself, my talents, my hobbies, maybe how I think on some situations. Vitiligo is secondary. It's, it's, it's on the surface, yes. Has it affected me internally? Yes. Has it ever affected me mentally? Yes. I was an angry brother and didn't know it. Yeah. But if I look at this, I want to say I rock and I also have vitiligo, you know, <laughs> you know, right. it's just how we work things and how we look at things. Uh, I've been told, you know, you got to love your skin. I love me. I don't have to love vitiligo, no, but I love who I am as a person. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's different, though. Like, I can't tell somebody else over here, hey, you got to love who you are as a person. Is that person not ready? They're not ready. Or I can't say you got to love your vitiligo skin. No, they don't want to love it. They don't have to. But, you know, just, just try to work on loving who we are as people, finding finding that joy inside of us, because vitiligo can can tear you apart and feel out. Right. Yeah. Um, but let, let's talk about something positive. World Vitiligo Day 2022. I was filled. I'm still filled. Like, oh, it yeah. was such an yeah. awesome experience, you know, all around. I um, I got a video call today from a friend that I normally wouldn't answer, the and I answered and she's so surprised that I answered, and I said, oh, I have to tell you something, and I said I had the best weekend. I said I'm gonna tell you in person, but I said I just had the best weekend, and uh, I didn't really elaborate on it, but I tell you it was like, I don't know, sorry. Am I? Is it okay if I just keep on going? Oh yeah, keep on going, keep on going. You know, this is your I, now. I I left feeling there like this is how I felt before I had vitiligo, and I didn't feel like I had anything to hide, and I was just being my true authentic self, Absolutely. and it's carried on to to me being at work now and walking around, and is that feeling of just like just, like I just feel like a hundred pounds has just been lifted off my shoulders. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I know exactly how you feel. I mean, that's kind of where I'm, I'm in the clouds too. I'm, right. it's, it's a wonderful thing. But it, I, the thing I, I think I really took away from that is to really love yourself because there's no way, there's no way I can be in a, in a relationship with my wife for four years, being together for seven years and love her without loving me, loving exactly right. who I am, the person who I am. Like you say, vitiligo is on the surface. It it, it, it it touches my skin, it touches my body, but my heart and the person that I wanna be is all about love because I, I, I love the dude that I am. And I, as a result, I love my wife. I love the people around me. And, and that's what right. I took away from it. I saw little people i saw tall people absolutely people all different shades and all different colors going through the exact same thing that i'm going through they all had smiles they all had smiles they all say good morning every day right right tried to hug you we tried to meet you and tried to talk to you and 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 I just enjoyed that part of it. Every bit of it just made my day. It was like meeting the people and just knowing that, knowing that they were going through that and just 
allow me to love myself. And that's the important thing, because if I don't do that, if, if I don't have that love for myself, I can see myself going down to that hole. I can see myself going to that rage monster that I know I can be that I know may, may be there on underneath the surface and just being angry all the time. But it's, I know it doesn't being that way doesn't do any good to me, my psyche right. and the person that I am and especially the wife that I love. So that's important. That's key. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my, my plane ride over, I felt at first I was nervous. I was very nervous. I'm like, okay, I'm flying to uh, Minnesota, Got to catch the shuttle, caught the shuttle by myself. There's nobody. It, it, I started off feeling like I'm in this empty space, plane full of people. Nobody's yeah. talking to each other. I'm looking at the window. Get the shuttle, only one on that shuttle. I'm like, man, so I'm the only one here? <laughs> but when I got to the hotel, soon as I walked into the lobby, I heard, Ma! That <laughs> was Pat. You know, she ran over and instantly I just felt love everybody hugging yeah. everybody you know yeah. and these are people i've never met before except virtually and it was so great just you know I, I, everybody was there and then later on we had dinner with dr huggins and he was really cool you know we didn't call him dr huggins we call him richard you know we just all having having um dinner and then it was just such a, a wonderful vibe like it was happy it was a family it was like a family reunion even people if you didn't know them once you introduce yourself, it was like, we're good. We're family, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, the men breakout, you know, discussion we had, that was, it was purposeful. I feel like we didn't have as many men as the women, but you know what? It was the right people there to have that discussion. Now, I know, TJ, you couldn't make it because yeah. you guys flowing late. And I get that because I came in Thursday night and I was tired. I didn't get in too late, but. It was a great discussion because we were allowed to be vulnerable with each other and share stuff that we normally wouldn't share with other people, you know? And I think as men, that's what we have to do sometimes. We got to put our egos aside. We got to put their pride aside and say, you know what? I need to open up. These are all my brothers. We're all going through the same thing, um, same experiences, maybe different pathways, but it's still the same and share. And it was great going around and hearing everybody's story and, um, but just that whole conference, man, I, I don't know if y'all noticed. I kept changing clothes. I didn't know what to wear. I was like, oh, I'm going to wear this. I feel good yeah. in this. Oh, no, let me go change. Let me run upstairs, go change. Because yeah. I, I, I just right. felt like, I don't know. I wanted to have this good impression on everybody. Then I was so excited. And I was like, oh, we're going to the mall. And throw on my shorts. You know, <laughs> like I, I just I just felt so good the whole weekend. Like yep. no anxiety. Yep. Um no frustrations, none of that. I was just enjoying the love, and you can feel it in the air. It was just, it, it was electric. What I, what I liked about it too, if I can piggyback on that, and, and you oh, mentioned yeah. mentioned some of the doctors. You know, when I got there, and when I initially started introducing myself to people, I was talking to people that were top dermatologist doctors in the world. Absolutely, and. They didn't introduce themselves as a doctor, so I just no, thought they were first name. Doctors. Yeah. I just thought there was, you know, this is a regular guy from Detroit. I should remember actually Dr. Huggins, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from, he's like, I'm from Michigan area. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I knew some people that had the like in Michigan, you know, just right. not knowing that this guy is a a, a, a warrior for, on the doctor front for for our, our condition. And Absolutely. when I heard him speak, and I was just like, man, I, I just talked to that guy. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and I thought that was the most amazing thing because, because it shows that it doesn't matter. Right. You know, we, uh, we he's here, here to help. And he understands that, you know, people are, people have interactions with each other. We, we can talk to each other, you know, we can, we can still be part, a part of everything. So yeah, I just wanted to piggyback on that, but I thought that was great. That was a great, <clears throat> yeah, right. great experience, you know? I just have to quickly share a little story. So I, I drove down and I'm always scared crossing the border or landing in a country because, you know, they'll look at my passport photo and I'm always scared right. they're going to say, what do you have? We're not going to let you into the country. I don't want to get into this whole discussion. So I did put on some makeup on the way down. And you know what? After the conference, no more makeup. It was like, I'm just gotcha. I'm going across the border again. And, uh, you know, I walked through the mall with my head up high. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, but one interesting conversation I had with uh, Stephen was that um, another participant there, and uh, I said, you know, when I go to other cities, I'm not as self-aware as with my Vilego. It's It seems to be within my own city, and I have this fear running into people that haven't seen me with vitiligo before so you know um because i did have this experience where i ran into a, this guy you know and i tried to like hey it's you know it's me and he looked at me and he walked right. away and i you know so strangers i don't worry so much about what their reactions are going to be it's, it's when i run into the like high school friends like right, have a reunion right. coming up and uh yeah, so that's one thing I, you know, I'm trying to work on, but uh, in in terms of um the weekend, yeah, it just it just felt like so much was lifted off my shoulders, and I just I don't know, it, it was just really overpowering to be honest. Yeah, right. Let me tell you something happened. I, I forgot about it. It's kind of funny in the airport. You know, you go through the little scanning machine and it goes around your body. So I didn't have like my bracelet on or anything, but the man pulled me aside. He said. This sh- I need to see your wrist. Something showed up. And I showed him my wrist. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it was vitiligo, dude. I mean, I don't know what you saw there on the machine, right. but that, that skin, it's not going anywhere. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. But um, I, I do want to say this. As a community, though, I would like to see more allies supporting us, meaning our family, our friends, you know, yeah. those who don't have vitiligo. Because as we're sharing with each other and loving each other, I think other people need to see that too. They need to see us and how we interact with each other, how we we are showing so much love and care because that would give them an idea of how they should treat us as well. Absolutely. You know, the same care you give that child or that man or woman who doesn't have it, like, oh, we want the same thing. Absolutely. You know, we show them, we know how to party, we know how to hang out, we know how to give presentations, we know how to do all these things. Mm -hmm. So don't treat us any different, but I, I, I... I hope in the future we'll get more people without vitiligo just to come and support and and see what we do, you know, mm-hmm. see what it's like to be at our conventions, uh, mm-hmm. conferences. Because I think after that, they're going to keep coming back. Yeah. And, and knowledge right. is power. So, uh, fellas, real quick, it's 7.54 uh, my time. I don't want to keep us on, but so much longer. So let's do this. And we'll if we have to do a part two, we'll do a part two. But let's go around and share something positive that you want uh, the community or whoever's listening to this podcast to take with them. Let's start with TJ. All right. I, I'll just say love yourself. And I, that's that's all that's that's been my running theme. Um, and I, I just feel like if you can love yourself, then you can definitely continue to push through all of the stuff that you're going through. It's it's the most important thing because the only person you have is yourself at the end of the day. I'm sorry. It, it's life. Life can be, can be tough sometimes, but just making sure that you, you have a positive, positive influence on yourself and, and, and just you're constantly encouraging yourself to keep pushing. In addition to that, it, support groups, lean on other people, lean on somebody else, call somebody else up who, who has it. And if you're having any issues and talk to them about it, you know, you, you're not alone in it. You're not alone in any of this. And um, you, you should always be able to, to, to lean on the people who, who are there to help you and help support you. That's, and I hope, I hope and pray that everyone understands that, that, that you're not alone. You know, times times can be rough these days with with all the pandemics and and all this crap that's going on. It's important to to look out for your for your number one character, your their main avatar, as well as leaning on other people who are going through the same situation. And you know, I I, I try to I try to keep that a part of my mantra to look at myself in the mirror and say, "You're the number one kid. I love you. <laughs> if right, nobody right. else does, I do." And, and, you know, it's just you and me. So I, I feel like the other person on the other side of the mirror is actually a different person than what I am, if that makes any kind of sense. Kind of a little emotional personal <laughs> thing going on that I always right. with myself. You know, the, the guy on, on the other side of the multiverse is actually greater. So, I, but, you know, I, I'm getting into science fiction now. But, but that's those geek com- um uh, yeah. conversations we've had i get multiverse i get that yeah exactly but just, just love yourself man love yourself right. and, and lean on other people that's what i always say absolutely rory 
I, for me, I, I would have to say it does get better. You know, for the first two years, I'm not, I'm going to open myself up here. I used to think about suicide. I used to, I used to type in like vitiligo suicide. And I used to read the stories that some people, you know, some, in some countries they feel like you can't get married and, or I, I was denied this job. And I, 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 I was so at such a low at that point to the point where I, I was sometimes self-harming myself. Mm. And, and then I, I read these, you know, people saying, Oh, eventually you'll, you'll start to feel better about yourself. And I used to think, well, I'm never going to be that person. Like it's never going to feel, you know, better. Uh, but it really, it, it does. It might take like for me and seven years into it. I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm like 60 or 70% there, but compared to where I was before and, um, you know, it, it does get better. And then after this weekend, I would say I'm probably like 80% there or 85% there. Right. Yeah. It is just, um, it, it really, uh, it really does get better. And I, I also found uh, one way to really for it to get better is to focus on what you do love about yourself. And Absolutely. so I went back to the gym, you know, I was in my late forties. I went back to the gym and I, um, I, I just got into my hobbies again, uh, you know, and I, I just really tried to focus on that and it really does help, you know, um, you know, the, the male role models that we see or that I see on Instagram, they're all like, you know, the, 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 the fighters, you know, like the combat right, fighters right. And, and these guys, and I used to think, Oh man, I wish I had that body and I wish I had those tattoos. And I actually did get tattoos. Uh, during during my journey and it, 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 I, I, I love them and um, yeah I just uh, you know get haircuts more often try to find clothes that you like right. you know and if you I think if you show the world that you care about yourself then they they see through you know the the patches on my face or something like that you know yeah. um, and uh, you know I, I remember um you know, we were talking about Michael J. Fox and his Parkinson's. And I remember right. he was interviewed on Oprah once. So I hope this is okay to say. Oh, yeah. But I remember she said, I don't see your Parkinson's. Like, I, I see you're such an interesting person, even though you're, she kind of says something like, even though you're stuttering and you're shaking, I don't see that. And when I was at the conference, I didn't see, like, I, right. you know, I, you know, when she starts to talk to people, instead of just seeing them, you know, their faces or whatever, once you start to talk to people, you see who they are. So I, I think I'm realizing now, if I open up to people and show them who I am, they'll, they'll see through this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 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 Um, and I, and I guess for myself, just to share a few things, um, talk about coping, you know, find, like you said, find those things that you love to do, whether it's clothes, whether it's getting a haircut, getting groomed, um, you know, if you like to draw, paint, sing, write music, whatever you like to do, find those things that bring you joy. Because that's going to be very important in the long run, you know, because uh, when you have those days that you might feel like, oh, I'm struggling a little bit, go write a story, go write a poem or draw a picture or, you know, sing a song, something, something, whatever, whatever is, you know, that you feel fit to do you know it's not what somebody else wants because somebody else might tell you go do this but no if that's what you want to do and that brings you joy and happiness do it make sure it's not harming you though um right. but i do want to say you know i also one time i was talking to my mother one day we were downtown raleigh we were coming from a restaurant or a store or something and i said you know my vitiligo is a blessing and a curse she said why do you say that i said well my hands i said are ugly but God gave me a gift to draw and write. And she said, you know what? Don't look at it like that. You know, yes, you're blessed, but don't look at it as a curse, you know? And I had to change that mindset because, you know, I was just thinking, I said, this is ugly to me, you know, but I'm not looking at this anymore. I look at me, you know, that's the beauty that I, what I see inside myself. And I've had other people say that to me, you know, Mark, you got to look at you. Look at what other people see in you. And until I was able to get there, I couldn't see it. But now I can step back and go, oh, I see that. And I'm humble for that. And I appreciate that in myself, you know, to able to be able to connect with people. Um, but 
one thing I want our listeners to know that you will always, and going back to what, what TJ was saying, you will always be your greatest love story, no matter what. You know, so we're coming to the end of this podcast. I had a wonderful conversation with TJ and Roy. So I thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Thank no you. Problem. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And to our listeners, I thank you for joining me on this podcast. Whether I know that you're listening or not, I still appreciate you for being here. Hopefully one day I can meet more of my listeners. All you have to do is say, hey, Mark, I listen to your show. I appreciate what you say. I appreciate that, too. But if not, no problem. Just remember to love someone. But most of all, you know, you're going to love your friends, your family. I say love your enemies. But most of all, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. You're listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. You take care. Peace. You have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends podcast can be listened to on Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and also on Facebook. Once again, this podcast is sponsored by my Vitiligo team.